0: thanks for watching. Bell to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell co- podcast are on episode 142. That's about 71 hours if you listen to every single one. That's a lot to listen to, Jonathan, particularly. Oh, the guest might have been uh, enlightening for you. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, great. iTunes, Spotify, leave us a review and it helps those media monsters sort of push us up their charts or whatever it is. I'm not... Um, up with that works John's a bit more qualified on that than me. You know me, Steve. You know John Evans. And hey, tonight's guest, a boxer. It's fair to say he's been reborn since um, changing gyms and moving to super middleweight. Brad Ray. Brad, thanks for coming on.
1: No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, you know, I love coming on. So yeah, glad to be back.
0: Well, first of all, um, you're at super middleweight now. Two really impressive displays. Uh, you've changed gyms. What's what's been the secret to the turnaround? Not turnaround, You only you only lost once. That that was maybe that's the wrong word, isn't it? A turnaround to have bounced back as well as you have. Um, I don't know. I've just enjoying enjoying the
1: fresh change again, mate. And it's um, you know, it's just something new. And the the training that that I'm doing with Andy, you know, in Blackpool, it's it's so different to anything I've done before. Um, so. You know, I've, I've got that excitement driving to the gym, you know, I'm looking forward to training again and, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'm learning all the time, I feel like I'm picking up new stuff and then, um, yeah, you know, like like you say, didn't have kind of the best, the best 12 months, but back on track now, two good wins
0: and hopefully going to be a big year this year. Yeah, well, we'll talk about boxers changing trainers later in the pod as one as your topics. were. Well, I understand from I don't know when, or you might not be able to say when, but I'm think Steve said a couple of weeks ago he thinks your next fight will be on a boxer show. You'll be back on Sky.
1: Yeah, hopefully that's what I've been told. Um, you know, I've had two. I've had two now on on Steve shows back on the small hall, and you know, I've been I've been working hard, kind of. Quietly and, you know, I've not been on social media much. Uh, I've not been posting much. You know, I've not, you know, obviously living in Blackpool now, I've not been out seeing much, not been at boxing shows, but, you know, I've been putting the working and, and, you know, I think, I think I'm think ready to kind of, you know, come back and show people what, what I've been doing now.
2: Have you noticed, know, you said then you, you feel like you're learning new things and you never trained like it, Brad. Have you noticed that in the ring? Have you noticed the things you've been working on and the way you've been doing it? Translate into the ring.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I think with the, with me two fights, the stuff that I've been doing in the gym and I've been, you know, Andy was saying he's happy that I'm I'm trying to get it off in fights, but you know, it's working, it's working, and um, I just think I'm I'm thinking differently when I'm in there. You know, I, I'm, um, you know, I think I'm seeing a lot bigger picture now, which. You know, he's down to kind of training with Vandy and training with the lads. You know, it's it's like it's a new new style for me, and it's a new it's a new way of thinking when when I'm in there with with an opponent in front of me. But I'm enjoying it. Like it's been challenging, but I'm I'm enjoying the challenge.
2: Uh, quick and before we start, what have you made of the middleweight movings then at the minute? Because we've had Heaney pulled off a shock against Denzel Tyler, Denny, European Champion. What have you made of a mate the middleweight? Yeah,
1: it's it's an exciting. It always has been, middleweight. It always has been. Um, that that Heaney win was one of the best, you know, performances I've seen. Um, you know, from a British boxer that I can remember. Um, recently it was a massive win. Obviously, Tyler Tyler picked up the European, which you know which makes me look a little bit better now, doesn't it? But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's um. You know, it's it's booming, the middleweight division. But again, I've jumped straight into a massive division as well, super is You know, I was looking down the rankings the other day and I just thought, there's some big, big fights here. And, um you know, like, like I said, I think I've kind of been swept under the carpet a little bit. But I think,
0: soon or later, I'm going
1: to be in that mix with them all.
0: Brilliant. Well, we'll, we'll press on now. John, you know how we were. Bradley talked about three minutes on each topic. John, have you got your clock? And we'll try and keep... Exactly, this week for a change on this, I think. Do we?
2: That rules boss, is it that I've got beyond three minutes, have
0: I? Yeah, we're not, we not. Uh, we always say that we never are, but uh, never well, far away, round one, John. You start us going and uh, Inui rolling on. Yeah, we
2: didn't talk about um, Inui last week because he boxed on Boxing Day, didn't he, against uh, Tapales and Unified? Well, became the undisputed champion at Super Bantam and he's jumping straight in with maybe the most dangerous challenger, yeah, Neri. Lewis Neary. You know, there's no messing about with him anyway, is that it's just challenge... If it's not a belt holder, it's the most dangerous challenger. Um, I'm overjoyed as well that he's staying at Super Bantamweight because he have a... I have a bit of a soft spot <clears throat> for long-reigning champions. You know, people who set the stall out to be the best in my division and do it for as long as they can. So I hope in the way he hangs around for a little bit. But the Topales fight was actually really good, wasn't it? Topales did well. He was a good challenger. He gave him plenty to think about. But as always, he knew he worked it out, got a stoppage, and I, I think Crawford's got to be number one because I've never seen him come close to losing. But knew might just be my favourite fighter on the planet.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there, John. anyway's my number one to watch. I just love watching him. I love everything about him. And um, I think he's he's, he's and his footwork. Like he's just he's always in a position to let a power shot go and. That, like, with the combination of being such a big puncher, it's just so exciting because you can just, you can put anyone's lights out at any point.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? I think, I don't like using this word, but we use it. I mean, I don't I like using it. I'll still use it when we use this word, fun fight. It's not fun in there, is it? When you're having a fight, you're enjoying yourself, but you're only going to stop yeah. and turn over the top rope and say, this is fun for somebody. But you know what? Um <laughs> him against Neary is the fight that's good he might get Neary out the way quicker than Mogi has been reading that Butler but he's going to be in a fight for two three four rounds and then I think he'll just if you say can take him out one shot and that's it but you look at him you talk about long reigning champions John and it's great that someone isn't just jumping up the weights for the paydays you look at him was almost like when Lomachenko turned over right? after he lost that early fight and grew from you, know, learnt from you know learnt from that knew what it was like to have a a hard long distance fight. Um, the only thing that will beat him, I think, is uh, going through the weights. That's all I can see at the moment. Or if Father yeah. Time is up with me and some young super bantam comes along, that's all I can He's see. He's
2: nearly thirty, isn't he? So yeah. it, it, I assume he gets made a made makes an absolute fortune in Japan. I assume you need to make a fortune in Japan to live well over there. It's expensive, but I can't see him chasing money and going too far. But if he goes to the super featherweight, it might just be a a little bit too big for
1: him. That's, that's the only way I see him getting beat. If yeah. he jumps up to a weight where you know he is just too small, um, I've, I can't see him getting beat any other way.
2: Near okay. yeah. he's banned in Japan, isn't
0: he? Yeah, but they'll get over that. Yeah, but get that yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah, they they wouldn't they wouldn't have announced the fight. They're going to I saw something last week about why the band's going to be lifted and. What have you even though it was an indefinite ban from the Japanese Commission? They do some weird bans over there. There, who was the families there? But there was a fighting family there recently, and I think the dad got banned from yeah, the
2: comedian brothers, yeah,
0: Banned from going in a corner. They do like um, a ban, they're a bit serious, those Japanese. My little,
2: my little favorite, one of my favorite ever fighters, Daigo Higa, the little tank. Oh, yeah, he got he virtually got banned from the sport because he missed weight once. That was it.
0: Yeah, they they don't miss around in Japan. They're serious people. They're respectful, but they're serious. But there you go. Anyway, round two, Brad. You're going to kick us off here. The dream fight, Bertuby of Bivol.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I think this is this has got to be the topic after uh, after Saturday night. Um, that's it. That's the, the the fight to me in boxing. It's the number one fight. I think after after Crawford Spence got that out of the way, you know, that's been for me. The most exciting potential fight that can be made. I know you've got Fiori Usyk, but you know I think uh, Bivol Batyev. I think um I think that's the fight to make. And I think after after the Canelo win, I sway towards Bivol. And uh, now nah, I'm on Baterbiev. I'm on Batyev. I just don't think you can. You know, no matter how good of a boxer you are, Bibble's great feet, greater range. You can't keep him off for twelve rounds. There's no way you can keep that man off for 12 rounds. He's going to get you at some point.
0: You know what? I wouldn't be shocked if Bibble stole the fight. Not stole the fight. Because he does take he does take rounds off for Turbia, Whether he will we we'll do that against Bibble. I still fancy Bibble. But what tells you it's such a great fight is that people change their minds so much. When Bibble yeah, yeah. And, uh, beat Linden the other week, okay, it was you not know, an edge-of-your-seat thriller. But everyone was saying no one beats him at 175 pounds. He's just too good a boxer. But Serbia goes and demolishes Callum, um, Callum Smith the other night. And it's no one beats him. He's too, you know, he's too powerful. You know, the same sort of echoing the same sentiments as you did, Brad. I just hope this fight happens now. So when did they both win world titles? 2017, around that. So it's been six years now as world champions, and it's one you don't you don't want to happen. In eighteen months down the line, it, it, it is one of these now because they've been champions quite a
2: long time. Yeah, I, I, I just like Brad. I just wonder if, as good as Bivol is, can he put a dent in better BF? Can he make him? Can he make him worry about coming in? Because if he can, he's going to beat you, isn't
1: he? I, 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 I do I think that's it. I don't think Bivol hits hard enough to have his respect. And I think Callum Smith is an absolute monster puncher in his own right, and, you know, with all due respect, he hit the TV yeah, Saturday night, <clears throat> didn't make a dent, nothing, absolutely nothing, he just walked through it, and, um yeah, you know, I think, like I say, over the 12 rounds, you've got someone like that, in your face, walking you down, walking through your shots, you hit him with your best shot, he's in front of you, he hits you, and, you know, some of the shots that he throws, he just, oh, 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 like, they don't look hard, they don't look fast, but, you know, they, they very clearly are and they very clearly, you know, have an effect
2: on on
1: who's in front of him.
2: Yeah. I saw people saying as well, oh, well, he got dropped off Callum Johnson, you know, that proves he's vulnerable. If you flip that on its head, if you get up off a left hook off Callum Johnson, you've got a, hell um, of- a Big of yeah. I think it
0: was Callum who was saying that, similar to what you said, Brad, I'm sure it was Callum who said to me, um, Callum Johnson, yeah, i sure it was Callum who said to me one day that, it's like you were saying. It doesn't look it, but every single shot you feel. it's not decapitating you, but you're biting your gumshield with every shot you that lands from him. And that must be yeah, well. Seeing a
1: video, a video of one of his sparring partners the other day, and they say, "What's getting it off the table?" You know, what, what, what's, what's it like? And he says, "Well, a few years ago, you know, I, I was in a bad car accident. I got run over." and He said, "That's the closest thing you could say a <laughs>
2: Horrendous.
0: Bye. Brilliant. Well, I tell you what, round three now, sort of on the perturbia theme. Um, just looking at um, the Smith brothers, you know, I we'll you know, wonder what the chances are of a family ever coming along with them with four brothers who win world titles, Paul fought after Abraham, I think. Stephen challenged for the world title. Just incredible. Um, I think Stephen won British and Commonwealth. Paul won the British Super Middleweight five, maybe three times. And Callum and Liam, world champions. I just think for a family to come along and have that sort of sporting success, it's just phenomenal. They're not everyone's cup of tea. You only have to look at social media. But as John knows, I'm a big fan of them all, especially especially Liam. Um, I just think you know, you know, overlooked like they're not in the mainstream like a lot of people in boxing. But for a family to have that sort of success in boxing. It's just phenomenal. It's coming to the end now of that side of the Smith family, the four brothers. Maybe Callum's got the world, world Box on. Liam's on the home stretch. Now, I just think there's not enough accolades can be given to what that family's achieved in boxing.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, that's never going to happen again. No way. But there's also the fact that you had four brothers British champions, you know, never mind the fact that they've gone on to kind of all win world titles or compete for world titles. But... um yeah, I've always I've always done a soft spot for a lot of him because I've, I've, since I was a kid, you know, one probably fell in love, me with boxing, watching The Contender. And I remember for the few years later, Paul Smith being on The Contender and then, um you know, some someone like uh, Swift, he was the uppercut knocked out? Buckland.
0: Buckland, with the left hook, I think, in the fifth round, right by the ropes there in Cardiff, one of the great knockouts.
1: I, I remember it like yesterday. This shot. I remember being a kid and being in the gym and trying to throw this shot. And like, obviously, I've I've sparred Liam. I've done a few rounds with Colin. And um, for for me, it's just like, you know, they're they they're, they're the type of fighters that any young kid in the in your amateur gyms you want know to be like for me.
2: Well, look at the amount of attention the Eubank Eubank gets with his yeah. dad. And look at the amount of attention Ben gets just for his dad, let alone four brothers. It's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Look at the azims you know. The Azim brothers. They're both very talented. But there's two of them, and one of them probably won't get as far as the other. So for four of them, like Brad said, just to win the British titles, if four of them won area titles, it would be incredible. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Let alone British and all fighting for world titles, it's... It's... Unbelievable, isn't it? And I like people that say what we think as well. And yeah, I people that say what we think.
0: I, do. I like it when they take people to task on social media. You <laughs> keep doing it as well. Especially yeah. Paul, because he won't give up on social media. <laughs> anyway, round four. Um, John, someone who's missing in action. Abdul Wahid, the tank. Whatever yeah,
2: Abdul Wahid. Where is Tank Davis? Where is he? Does anyone see? The last I saw him was buying that row of houses in his old neighborhood and changing his name. But I'm not interested in that. I want to see him in the mix here at Lightweight and, and 140. And I, I see his Leonard Ellaby Leonard used to do with him talking on social media about oh, how much he's getting paid and how well he's done. But his window of opportunity for carrying on earning money is just diminishing yeah. by the day. He's nearly 30, Javante now. His biggest fight's been Ryan Garcia. I think every boxing fan loves watching him. He's, he's one of my favourites to watch. I think he's a sensational fighter. But I get the distinct impression we're going to not see the best of Gervonta. We might not get to see him at his peak against these rivals he's got. The natural rivals like Shakur. Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney. That's who we should have seen Gervonta with. And I've always thought it would eventually happen, but now I'm just starting to question whether he whether it will. Maybe Gervonta is one of these guys who Saudi money might actually draw him into the fights we want, want to see him in because I just get the impression we might miss out on a super talent.
0: But surely, surely, I mean, Brad might have an opinion. Is There's so much money for that fight. It's got to happen. You know, while they're both in their peak. We're seeing better fights at the moment. You know, Brad was just talking about the Bivol. There's real hope we're going to see that now. Talk not it? Especially with to. the Saudi money and everything. Surely, His Excellency, I'm not going to call Turkey, well, I've just called him Turkey, in case we can get a gig out there. His Excellency <laughs> is, is going to make that happen. So, uh, His Excellency, <laughs> Turkey, is running heavyweight boxing. Let's see him run the lightweights as well. Yeah. yeah but
1: I think as well, like, a couple of years ago, it was all, boxing's dead, the best don't fight the best, this and that, and for me especially over the last 12 months it's Good. all been thrown out the window because some of the, the biggest fights that can be made have been made um, some fights that you, you never thought would happen are happening you know you've got Eddie and Frank Warren working together you know what I mean It's and I think now is the time for these, these big, big fights to happen um, and I love Tankney I love watching him fight but similar similar line to you there John it's a little bit like a lot of talking and not much action you know what I mean um, and yeah. and it's not like it's not like you can't win these fights these are 50-50 fights that like you know what I mean go, if, if you're saying this is how good you are go and show us Um, but like you say there's a lot of money flying about and you know when that money's put on the table it's hard to say no for him not to happen
0: No. Bye. Um, Round five, something you touched on at the start, Brad, topic for you, changing trainers. uh, You know, it's worked for you, it doesn't doesn't work so for others. You know, what do you think the reasons are for for both sides of the coin there? Um, Yeah, it's a tough one because
1: I I think the main thing is picking the right coach for you. And, you know, when I was in the process of of changing gyms and picking coach you know I was sat there and different coaches different gyms would come in my head and you know I'd, I'd sit down and it's, it's a big big decision and I think a lot of fighters they kind of they jump into it a bit quick and you know I think there's other other options there that might be better suited to some fighters and better suited to their styles or what they need and um, You know, and it's all... In in my case, you know, it was... Andy, in the proceeds is not very well known, you know. He's um, he's not very established, but, you know, I I, I thought he was the man for me. Um, And, you know, I think with other fighters, it's, you know, it's a massive, it's a massive, massive part of the career. And I think making the the wrong decision, um, you know, it can have a big big effect. But as well, I, I don't like seeing... A fighter gets beat, a fighter changes coach. A fighter gets beat, a fighter, you know, and it seems, yeah. seems to always be the coach's fault, and it's not always the case. Um, but then again, from someone who's kind of you know recently gone through it firsthand, that fresh, fresh bit of life that change you know, it gives you kind of a bit of a kick up the arse, and you know, I think sometimes. It, it's it's good for some fighters but I think some fighters can jump into it a bit quick.
0: Yeah did you know Andy when you, before you turned over I think you did didn't you? I've known Andy since I was about 10 eleven years yeah. old yeah so you yeah. used to come, come up here sparring all
1: the time um, and that's that that's one of the main reasons with why I chose Andy you know I, I trust him I know how good of a coach he is I've worked with him over the years whether it's just little bits um and Yeah, you know, I've known him a long time and now, you know, after two fights, I think I've made the right decision.
2: When you were weighing it up, Brad, did you take into account how many fighters are in the gym? Because I see a lot, some fighters following, almost it seems like they're following the crowd and the coach hasn't got enough time in a day to spend an hour with each person every day. Did did you factor that in, you know, the the amount of personal time you've got?
1: One of the main things I factored in me when I was thinking about it, you know, I felt I was in a position where I needed to change a lot. I needed a bit of one-to-one work. I needed someone in front of me telling me, no, that's wrong, do it like this. And, um, you know, and it, it was like a big thing that I factored in, um, having that one-to-one and having that that work with with the coach who's going to be in the
0: corner. Yeah, some great players in that. Jimmy must see every day. Well, when you're not having the one to ones and you're all out together, I mean, Levi Barnes. We were talking about him last week on it. Special, special talent, isn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the the first time, the first time I was going down, and you know, I was travelling up from Manchester at first, and I, I was driving home to Manchester, watching Levi and Thomas and Jake and I was just like, these like 18, 19-year-old kids. And I was just thinking, like, I am absolutely a pony. Like, I thought I was, like, a good fighter. I was driving home thinking, like, I'm shitting me. These kids are, like, shoving me off in the gym. Um, but, you know, I think I think eventually I've got there. Uh, Probably from watching them. i just had to be like <laughs> <laughs> them.
0: Right. Brilliant. Thanks. I'll well, tell you what, final round. We were going to have another subject. We're going to change it because it was something we were talking about before we started recording Saudi dollar, um, and John, you were saying about you know Gavin Gwyn's going there to fight Mark Chamberlain, and you, you're worried, aren't you, that we're going to lose a lot of fights here and we might just become a you'll call special on BT or TNT as it's called and other channels now on The zone.
2: Yeah, if if like that's a really good solid domestic. Head. Funnily enough, I spoke to Gavin last week and he's given up the British title and he was yeah. concentrating on getting a world ranking. He's fighting Mark Chamberlain, so money does talk. But it's taking place in Saudi Arabia. Now, that to me is a perfect Saturday night headliner. And I know the money is going to be outrageous and you can't blame the lads for taking it. But that sets a precedent where fights like that, British title fights, lads, other lads are going to watch that and think, well, why should I take a dangerous British title fight for not that amount of money? I'll wait. And I just worry that we're going to get diluted badly Saturday night shows. Because as good as these shows are in Saudi Arabia, we need shows over here. We need Saturday night shows. And if fights like Gwyn and Chamberlain are going over there, I, t- I just wonder if it might get a little bit scarce about what we're going to get.
0: Hey, well, the Saudis are throwing money at it. It looks like it's going through with these fights. You know, even guys who would be in good fights on Channel 5, like Lyndon Arthur, are going over there and getting great paydays to fight Bivol. Um... You know, Eli Zorro, a your call cool fighter, would have got massive money the other week. And um, you know what, John, I get that. And I see it, will, it will hurt the sport in this country. But these lads don't have football careers where you can earn maximum income for maybe 10 years and it's rolling in, rolling in. You know, the loser of that fight has got to establish himself again. But ain't it nice establishing yourself if you've got your last fight was a six figure person, it didn't go right. I, I'm more on the side of good luck to these fights going over there, even though I know it I hurt the sport, because it means the lads are getting well paid. And to me, that's the be-all and end-all, John. Although, you know, you know you, oh, you've obviously got your concerns. How, how would you see it, Bradley?
1: Yeah, I think I'm used to You know, as a boxer, I see it like, I know coming boxing on these small shows, the type of money that you're making. Even, even when, you know, you're on the TV shows and stuff, it's not what people outside the sport make it out to be. It's not unless you're at that top, top level. Um, and so many times you've seen lads who've had good, good careers, they retire in a couple of years, they skink, you know, they're, they're on the side, they're working a nine to five. And if you can go out of there and make the money, um, you know, it's, who's anyone to say no, you know, go and do it. Especially a lot of these people, you know, they've got, they've got audits to pay for, they've got kids, food on the table, you know what I mean? And when you look at the bigger picture, it, it's there for the taking. But, um, yeah, you know where I am. Yeah. Your, your Majesty, you've got my numbers. <laughs> you but you know God. what? <laughs> Put my number on the screen here, I'm ready. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but as you, as you say, Brad, your last two fights, I mean, you've lost a thriller on Skype. People told me what a great fight, how oh, you'll come again. To get back on Sky, you've had to go away and go out and sell tickets to pay for your opponent, haven't you? Because that's how the small hall work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, like you say, it's a very, it's a brutal sport. You know, one minute you the top it. of the world yeah. and the, the next minute you're at the bottom. So if the, if the opportunities are there, you know, I think fair play to him because very quickly you can be an opponent in the opposite corner. You can be, you know at the back end of your career, getting fed to some up-and-coming prospect, um, you know, and it's just the way the sport is. We all know it's the way the sport is. We all knew it was the way when we got into the sport. Um, but, you know, if, if, if them opportunities come to get life-changing paydays, like, you know, for someone who's in, this, in, in the position of these lads, you know, they are, they've got to go and take it.
2: But it, Cause a, a situation though where there's no money in boxing in Britain because we're not we're not at the big enough venues. The shows aren't big enough to attract a crowd, and everyone is just treading water, earning nothing, waiting for the phone call to go to Saudi when only a select few are going to get the call. You need you need good fights in order to keep the purses reasonably good for the undercard fighters, don't you?
0: You do, but you wonder. Well. It, it, it. I just, yeah, I, you're right, John. You, you are right, but you know, but you can, can you not see why some of these? Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm gambling, not blaming the fighters. gamble on weight. Yeah, it's like yeah. Someone said to Brad, "You win these next couple of fights, you're not going to get a penny. But if you win, if you come through, and they're both 50-50s, you you're going to get the, you're going to get the salary. Yeah, yeah. You do it. Oh, don't. no,
2: no, I'm not um, blaming fighters at all.
0: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so not blaming
2: that. Mr. Turkey. <laughs> Because I I thought Mr Turkey was going to be putting on the biggest fights. You know, we were just talking about Shakur against Tank. We're getting Gavin Gwynn and Mark Chamberlain. You know, I I know Frank's got a big say in what goes on over there at the minute. um, And it might develop into that. And we do need undercards. You can't have seven mega fights on every show, can you? But I think we've got to strike some kind of balance. I know Frank's going to be putting on, like, the seven title shows, isn't he? Probably four or five times a year. Um, and the York Hall Shows yeah. are going to act as a feeder for them. So maybe we've got like a ladder system. Maybe that might work. Yeah.
0: Fellas, um, been great talking to you tonight. Brad, thanks for coming. I know you've got to rush off training now. John and myself have got man flutes. So we're going to go and film <laughs> the <flute> for ourselves. <laughs>
1: No worries. Thanks for having me again. Uh, you know where we haven't been,
0: mate. We'll get you after your next fight, mate. Anyway, before when when when, when His Excellency gives you that call to go to Turkey, His <laughs> Excellency gives you that call to go <laughs> out to Saudi Arabia. We'll get you off. You won't oh, I'll, be, be, I'll be giving
1: him the vows and everything. if You're going to doing the full shabang,
0: <laughs> John.
2: thanks. I, I, what, name your purse now, bro? While you're on stream, name your purse for fighting Yanni back in Saudi. I'm there, me. No, we, these British fighters are getting opportunities now. <laughs> pack, pack, pack of Jaffa cakes. And, uh, <laughs> I'm easy,
1: mate. Just, just want, want the holiday. Give me two weeks in one of them hotels laughing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fellas, thanks very much. Thanks, everyone, for listening or watching. Thank you.
2: For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.